that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome, Matt. Welcome to our newest show. This is our Halloween special. Or rather, our Jesus Ween special. (laughs) Jesus Ween! Happy Jesus Ween, Tom. Thank you, Cecil. Happy Jesus Ween to you. Our listeners will be a little disappointed because the show won't actually be out on Jesus Ween. No, it's going to be a day or two after Jesus Ween. But I like to think that every day is Jesus Ween. Jesus Ween sounds a little fucking, I don't know, it just sounds a little fucking perverted. That's all I'm saying. Like Jesus Ween. I weaned off of Jesus a long time ago. The milk was fucking bitter, yo. You're pulling, you're, you're pulling the, the, the hair out of your mouth with that look in your head like, what the fuck? Yeah. Jesus ween just sounds, I don't know, fucking retarded because it's retarded. And we'll cover how retarded it is at the end of our show <laughs> Later on in, in the show. more detail. But first, yeah. on to our sad, sad story. I know. We've got we've to gotta shock the listeners with the saddest thing we can as early as we can. Right. This is, this is your incentive to stay <clears throat> tuned? I mean, yeah. really? <laughs> I know. They're either going to kill themselves or shut it off at this point. Like, those are the only two options. Unfortunately, this is basically a repeat story. Um, right. All we the same covered, jokes apply to this right, one, just, too. Yeah. We should just, actually, you should just rewind to yeah. the, one of the prior episodes. <laughs> we covered a, a very similar story to this story uh, in, a, in a previous episode. Unfortunately, an adopted girl um, was, again, beaten to death by parents who adopted a, uh, you know, don't spare the rod attitude toward discipline, um, espoused by the same fucking crazy book. And I'm not talking necessarily about the Bible. Yeah, not necessarily. But about a disciplinary book. Right. Uh, what was the name of that book? Do you remember, Cecil? To Train Up a Child, Tom. I don't know why. I See, I confuse it with How to Train a Dragon. <laughs> I get... <laughs> Training a dragon, it turns out, is a lot less violent. It's just, it's just so less. It's just a much less violent process than Training Up a Child. First off, the title of that, it's not a fucking dolphin. 
Right? It's a child. You know what I mean? And I'll be honest with you, Tom. I wouldn't fucking swing plumbing instruments at a porpoise's head. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be like, hey, there's my porpoise. I'm going to beat it as hard as I can and see if I can make it fucking die. Like, this is this is one of those stories, again, where some jackass writes a book and that book says, spare the rod, spoil the child. Here's what here's what you can use. A piece of plumbing uh plumbing wire to beat your child to death with and you know he's not advocating beating him to death but evidently these idiots that buy this book have no fucking idea about what a limit is there's some similarities here that are really striking you know both of these girls were adopted right both of them were girls yeah and both of them were african-american yep um and i think that that what's telling is that um in each case the horrifying abuse of this this uh, extremely at-risk individual. You know, somebody who walks into the game sort of four strikes down. And and that's the kind of person that, you know, when, when they're welcomed into a family, when they're adopted into a family, they've got a lot of things that they need to, that that family is going to need to address. They've got, right, you know, it's, right. it's, it, it's, it's difficult to be an adopted person. It's difficult to have a, a different uh, country of, of origin than the country that you're going to spend, you know, presumably the rest of your short and awful life in. Yeah. No kidding. Um, Brutish and short. Life. Right. Yeah. Fucking, this guy reads some fucking Leviathan. <laughs> he fucking loves his hobs. That's for sure. <laughs> but it's, it, it, I think it's telling. I think this is this is somebody who wants to abuse people. This is somebody and and this book is the justification and it's it's not only the justification but it's the forgiveness afterwards and yeah. it's the righteousness. Right. And uh this this girl ended up And then what did you hear the 911 call? Oh my god, Tom. Her mother calls in and is like I think my daughter killed herself. What do you think she beat herself to death with a fucking supply line? Oh, this would be the only case in history where somebody actually beat themselves to death. You know what I mean? Like even masochists can can go to sadists and be like, "Would you like to beat me?" Right? You know, like this would be the only person in history who couldn't find somebody who would want to beat them. Like, don't get. And you know what? They found like mud in her mouth. Like they found like I know. like I know. you know what they did to her. I mean, you can right. just you can just. Right. Vi- I mean, you do not have to have a very good imagination. Thankfully, because it's awful. Because it's awful. And because it's fucking nightmare fuel, right? Like, like this is nothing more than a horror story. Like, this is fucking, this is a fucking snuff film. And this is, all you have to do is envision what happened. They beat her. She's on the ground and they pressed her face into the ground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like that's what happened. I'm not a fucking forensic scientist, and I know what the fuck you did. And I absolutely adore this CNN reporter because he is walking up on him. He's like, what do you think God would think of what you did? Right. Oh, he's he is angry. The thing is that these these asshole parents operate under the sort of umbrella protection afforded by um, their religious ideals right. that they can fucking beat their kids they can they can take a plumbing supply line to them they this this they they can subscribe to a, a philosophy which harms and damages kids i mean this this makes you wonder how many kids out there are getting the shit beat out of them that just aren't dying right the right. dying ones are the super extreme examples but how many of them are living with this ritual sure, torture sure and that's what it is and not not just to mention the the physical toll that it takes 
you know, but can you imagine the psychological and emotional awful. toll? It's absolutely awful. Tom, would you this do this kind of thing? Would takes? you do this to an animal you owned even? No. And like, no. like I did, like I was thinking about it on the way here and I'm like I'm like, okay, well it, to what kind of creature? What kind of person would I do this to? And I can't even think of somebody I hate that I would do this to. I can't think of an animal. Like if an animal were to bite me, I don't even think I would be like, well, I think I'm going to beat you to death. Yeah, it's here, – here's the thing. I mean I've had dogs and this isn't an effect. It's not an effective way to train a dog and a dog lacks cognitive abilities, yeah, no kidding, right? right? You know, you, you don't – nobody really recommends at this point that you – Train a dog by whacking them. You know, you, that's not how you train animals. Animals don't fucking respond to that. So this antiquated, ridiculous fucking Stone Age belief that the way to train a kid is to beat the kid, we gave that up on our dogs. Yeah. We recognize, like, oh, that's not an effective way to train fucking parrots to speak. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the funny thing is, is you watch this video, and I'll post the video on our site, but watch this video, and there's that same exact moment. They have to use the exact same footage again, yeah. because you cannot believe that this person who wrote this book to train up a child would actually fucking say this, when he's like, so let's say your daughter, your kid smacks your daughter, slucks your daughter, what do you do? And he... You know, they play the same bit of tape that I talked about last time. Oh, I'll take him in the room and I say, okay, we, we don't like violence. And so I'm going to inflict some fucking damage on you with my right. belt. I don't understand Like, that. you really, you said that shit out loud. Like, you, you didn't even realize it was that stupid when it escaped your fucking lips, you hillbilly fuck. Like, really? You fucking thought that was a good idea? You said it out loud and then you're like, you didn't catch yourself and be like, holy fuck, am I stupid? <laughs> and for lunch, yeah. hypocrisy sandwiches. Hypocrisy. It's so delicious. It. Now with hypocrisy spread. On cognitive dissonance bread. It's delicious. <laughs> if you've got a young child who is cut off in their life before the, it even really gets started then there is something going on there. That is the same judgment executed by the same God that, it, that sent the tsunami and sent the, the tower, knocked down the towers. So and you're so saying forth. you don't have no sympathy for I'm saying a mother whose child let's was be more, What you really mean is, is why are we standing outside the funerals of these dead soldiers with these signs saying America is doomed? God hates fags, God hates fag enablers, yes. God hates America, America's doomed. Those mothers, those parents, they raised those children for the devil, they did not teach them what the Lord their God required of them, and those children were cut off by a raging mad God before their life. And got you're started. angry. Well, we're going to counter that story with a story that that doesn't make me want to uh, weep fetally in a corner. Um, this is a great story. This is from um, a YouTube video where a, a young man decided he was going to counter the Westboro Baptist Church. Now. There's been a lot of <clears throat> a lot of opposition, obviously, to the Westboro Baptist Church insane uh, asylum escapees, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's been a lot of, of of different ways that people have come up with to uh, counter this insanity. And some people, you know, they they do the uh, motorcycles, they rev them up, and other people mock them, and you know, other people sort of like crowd their space with opposing signs, right. like I was stupid, which really makes yeah, me which laugh. I love too. I like I like the mean. The more mean they are, the better I think they are. I know. Yeah, I know. But this guy has a great idea, Cecil. 
he uses this opportunity to find out like what are the like the organizations, the charitable organizations that have been picketed and protested by the Westboro Baptist Church. He shows up and gets the crowd of people who are there to uh, oppose the Westboro Baptist Church to donate right. on behalf right. of the Westboro Baptist Church. It's a brilliant idea. And not just that, he has these big signs that he makes. And he has everybody who donates the money sign the signs. <coughs> he donates the money on behalf of the Westboro Baptist Church and then sends those signs to the Westboro Baptist Church to show them, hey, dummies, I know you're, you know, and and we've heard from other people who talk about this that say that these guys are just a bunch of lawyers who chase people around and try to get in people's spaces so they get punched and then they can sue the fuck out of whoever they can sue the fuck out of. And that may or may not be true. And I know that there was a documentary done on them and that that's what that a lot of people are think they they're suspicious they think that that's what they're about but even still uh, i love the idea that it's like well even if you're faking it you're still making those charities get more money and that's just right. so wonderful i think it's and i think this is the best way to diffuse it like there's so many other ways to be ca- confrontational this just takes the confrontation it just takes the wind right out of their sails and i love it it's it's terrific and and kudos for coming up with this idea brilliant idea this is, uh, the person's name Name is Jason. Um, we're going to post this. This was, again, found on Reddit. We find a lot of things on Reddit. And uh, this one was found on Reddit as well. And, and somebody had posted it. Uh, we'll post it on our blog. You can take a look at it. And uh, and it's a great video. They, I think the kid's articulate. He's from UIC, which is uh, University of Illinois at Chicago. And uh, and you know they're he's he's doing the right thing. I think he's he's defusing this situation in the best way possible, and uh, and making Westboro pay for their own idiocy. So the next story we want to talk about is this is a Huffington Post. Um, I've got to say this is an editorial. It is. It is an editorial okay. because there's no because facts there's no way there's in it. There's no facts in it, Tom. <laughs> like you can't Horror. be reporting if there's no facts. Right. Um, this is an editorial written by uh, Dr. Robert A. Kornfeld. Now, I think it's important to to note that Dr. Robert A. Kornfeld is not an MD. He's a uh, podiatric specialist um, for – he actually has a practice called, like, the Center for Holistic Podiatry – Podiatry. Jeez, he's a biscuit doctor. He's a he works on biscuits. <laughs> he's a biscuit doctor. And he's got this article, Six Medical Myths, Even Your Doctor – May still believe even your doc, your doctor, your real doctor is what he even should say. An actual, yeah, doctor. I love doctor. his picture, by the way. If you see his picture, he's like, his fucking mouth. He looks all surprised wide that somebody took it, yeah. doesn't he? Like, what? He, like he's poking his head around the corner, yeah. like, hey guys, whoa, fucking <laughs> took my picture. Um, and these are insane. Like the first myth: technology has improved healthcare, and he's saying that's a myth, really, because the X-ray. That's helped. Yeah, no kidding. The MRI. The MRI. That's helped. Yeah. And his evidence is like, you know, ever since all this technology, there's been an onslaught of an increasing pathology. That's because we can find it. I know. Like, you didn't because even think about Because people don't die. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, you, you, you understand how this works is that the incidence of a certain disease or what have you increases when you discover a way to discover it in people but you can't know about a thing without a method to know about the thing i love that <laughs> so myth four medications improve health say that and he's like you know that's a myth you're like dude say that to penicillin you know right, what i mean that, like there's a there's a medication for you dummy look 
I have cough variant asthma, right? Like if if I don't take asthma medication, I will cough nonstop for six months yeah. every year. Yeah. The medication has improved my life. Let's talk to some people with fucking diabetes. Right. How you feeling? Well, okay. Still, you're still alive then. You're still living. <laughs> I would say that that is an improvement. <laughs> so you're still here? You're still talking and speaking and existing? <laughs> and of course he goes after immunizations. Of course he does. Yeah. So I don't have smallpox, do you? Yeah, no, I you know, it turns out smallpox gone. I love I love when he says that too. He's like he's like, so the measles, mumps, rubella, and polio, he's like he's like, the only one of those that really would do anything to you is polio. And I'm just thinking, oh, would only kinda yeah, maybe do something to you is polio. Yeah. <laughs> Dummy. That this guy is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, he is. Ridiculous. And I think the point of us talking about this is this is a Huffington Post article, um, which leads into our next point. The Huffington Post, it's an okay place to start. Yeah. This is like, in, 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 in any kind of, hey, I'm curious about this. If, if Huffington Post is the first thing that pops up, okay. Vet it, though. Yeah. Everything has to be vetted and, when it starts from HuffPo. Right. And and look at, you know, one of the things that'll lead you to, to some of the some of the things that, that I think is good about Huffington Post. Look at one of the comments. Here's I'm gonna read one of the comments. He's like, I love the statement, how did mankind survive for thousands of years without being immunized? And he puts how? But by sixty percent of the population dying of disease and the rest surviving. <laughs> yeah, that's how. And that's the thing that people don't understand. I, I you know, I get into these conversations about um, medicine and how, oh, you know, we're doing too much with medicine now and oh, there's so many machines in a birthing room and you know, I, you know all this bullshit that people have to say about, you know, how medicine is ruining everything. Medicine is ruining everything. I want to point you to some statistics. Look at how long people are living. You know, there's a reason why in the last like under 100 years, our lifespans have, pro- have practically doubled. And it's because of modern medicine. There is, you know, modern medicine and access to food are the two things that make it so that we live longer lifespans. Those are the reasons. It's not, you know, there, it's not like, you know, we live for however long, millions of years at this point, right? The human race has been around for millions of years. It's not like we live for millions of years at like the age of 25, ripe old age of 25, kick in the bucket. And then you get to this point in history where we're up to 40, right? In like the 1800s. And then suddenly we're at 80. Like there's, there's, you got to look at that and be like, well, why is that? It's because we can medicate. It's because we can do these things with modern medicine that we could never even come close to doing. But the problem that everybody has with modern medicine, Tom, is that the doctors will admit they don't know everything. Right. And they yep. want to have all the answers. They want to say, like, and that's one of the things. It's the argument from ignorance constantly that I hear is like, well, the doctors don't know everything. Or, well, they didn't know what was wrong with my friend once. Right. Or, you know, I went to a doctor and he made an error. Yeah. Really? Because, I mean, you wouldn't stop going to a mechanic, right? If you went to right. a mechanic and he made a mistake and you were like, man, that mechanic made a mistake. The next time your car broke down, you wouldn't take your mechanic to the donut shop. You wouldn't take your car to the donut <laughs> the shop the- and be like, well, I'm not taking it back to the mechanic. You're just like stuffing donuts in the radiator. <laughs> like, is this going to work? You think this is going to work? And the donut guy's like, I don't know. Maybe. I poured weak acidic <laughs> coffee into the gas tank. <laughs> 
the fuck? It's not working. <laughs> right. It's you not you don't treat anything else that way. You know, it because it is, it's part of this, you know, irrational ideal, which is, it comes from an emotional place. I understand it. Right, right. But it's an irrational ideal of, 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 of medical perfection. Right. And it's not achievable. And so you get articles like this one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. To me, it's pretty simple. A person either believes that God created this process or believes that it was an accident and that it just happened all on its own. So, Cecil, um, it, it's, it's, this is a bit of a blow for, uh, for cancer patients everywhere. The, the last bit <laughs> of a blow for the rhinos. <laughs> the last Javan rhino in Vietnam was found poached for its horn. The, the animal is now thought to be extinct. Um, they thought it was extinct before. Then they found some uh, evidence of the animal in Vietnam. And, and the last one that they are aware of and can track. And there's no more uh, in sign. Vietnam. I thought I thought it said that there was somewhere else that they do exist but there's no more in like the entirety of vietnam they're just gone oh right no you're more. right because there's some yeah. that remain uh in, in in captivity in a national park right um or in in ujong kulon national park i'm sure i'm mispronouncing that in indonesia um and they were found poached because people thought that their horns cured cancer <laughs> even though there is no evidence People always think rhino horns do a thing. Yeah, or that, you know, the tiger bones or whatever. Like, they always find, like, the most rare animal that you're never getting back. And they're just like, you know what we're going to do is we're going to tear this little animal. And, you know, they never take the whole animal. No. They're never like, you know, the whole animal cures. It's not like the whole rhino cured cancer. No, no, no. It's just one piece. So they cut that piece off and leave its carcass there as if to taunt everyone else who hoped that those rhinos would still exist. I'm convinced that if we found a fucking dodo, somebody would be like, oh, dodo eyes cure cancer. Gouge its eyes out. (laughs) Eat its eyes. Its eyes are so very valuable. Like, but we we fucking, like T-Rex could show up, right? Exactly. They would just be like, his arms. We need his arms. (laughs) We need his tiny arms. (laughs) Tiny little arms. They've T-Rexes never get cancer, so we should eat them, and then we won't get cancer. (laughs) Earthworms never get cancer either, dude. (laughs) Start gobbling them up. I am unaware of cancer in the following delicious animals. (laughs) Beef brisket does not get cancer. (laughs) You know know what's so funny about all this stuff is that, you know, the reason why, you know, we can't have nice things on this planet... (laughs) (laughs) It's because people have this magical worldview where they're just like, oh, you know, I can kill whatever I want and try to save myself. Like, how selfish is that to be like, I'm going to take the last one. You know, it's like the last (laughs) cookie on the tray and it's just sitting there and nobody's supposed to take that last cookie. It's supposed to get thrown away. No one is supposed to take that last cookie. (laughs) That's the rude cookie. That is the offering cookie. Yeah. Just so rude. They're taking the last rhino, man. I can't believe it. The um, what a blow to the religious, too, right? Like this animal made it through the flood. Yeah. Like Noah saved two or <laughs> five or nine of them, boat. or whatever. Yeah. And like, like all there's so many other animals didn't make it onto the boat. Yeah, like all those ones, like they didn't make the cut, and the fucking Javan rhino made the cut. Yep. Well, but they cut his fucking horns off. They didn't so. make the cut. I mean, <laughs> two thousand years later. Now you know that guy ain't shit. Sorry, ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. 
So this is a follow-up to a, a, a brief story that we had talked about. Um, the White House has a uh, whitehouse.gov has a place where you can go and uh, sign sort of virtual petitions regarding a variety of which, subjects. Which do nothing, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. turns out that's a totally pointless endeavor. You could sign a petition well saying that... Not sign the petition at all if you're right. going to get this backhanded shitty letter sent to you. So, so there, were, there was letter. plenty of response, right? Like there was a lot of response to, to a petition saying, edit the Pledge of Allegiance to remove the phrase under God. And, uh, you know, they responded with a letter, which I'll read portions of. Um, Thank you for signing the petition. We appreciate your participation in We the People platform at whitehouse.gov. The separation of church and state outlined in the First Amendment to the United States of the Constitution is an important founding principle of our nation. Okay. I like the direction. Sure. This is going well. Our nation's Bill of Rights guarantees not only that the government cannot establish an official religion, but also guarantees citizens' right to practice the religion of their choosing or no religion at all. I'll keep going. I love you. Throughout our history, people of all faiths, yada, yada, it doesn't matter. While the president strongly supports every American's right to religious freedom and the separation of church and state, that does not mean there's no role for religion in the public square. I was saying boo-earns. That is a direct contradiction (laughs) to a prior paragraph. I don't understand what that means. Really? There's no room for religion in the public square. Um, Then it references other mistakes he made. When he was a senator from Illinois, President Obama gave a keynote address at the Call to Renewal conference where he spoke about the important role religion plays in politics and public life. Quote, A sense of proportion should also guide those who police the boundaries between church and state. Not every mention of God in public is a breach to the wall of separation. Context matters. I actually agree with that statement. The problem is that under God, in the Pledge of Allegiance, the context matters. Right. I'm pledging allegiance to the country. Right. Not to the God. I mean, it's and, and it's where it's placed. It's where it's placed. It's how it's said that makes it, I'm pledging myself to God and country. And that's bullshit. Right. Context is important, Mr. Obama. Uh, I agree with you. But know the historical context of the addition under God. Right. It was not always part of the pledge. The context is that it was a it was an anti communist response. It's a it's it's part of a, a, a cultural uh, response to the Cold War that is no longer necessary right. or useful right. or relevant culturally. Context matters. He's I completely agree with right. That. He, but he's and wrong, Tom, we talked you know? about this. The reason why it's not going to happen is because <clears throat> it's political suicide to take the fucking under God out of anything. Right. Because in this country, we are so fucking rabidly cons- Christian conservative that they will fucking dissect him if they do that. They will take, they'll literally walk in there with pitchforks <laughs> and take him out of office. That will happen. It will happen. I would like to see that. Just the pitchforks. <laughs> Not because I have anything against Obama. I just want I just, to see the pitchforks. I want to see a mass of pitchforks and torches. I've never seen one. I'd like to see it. So we're going to take a quick break to give you some information on how to contact us, harass us, harangue us, and uh, otherwise berate us. Return after the break for the rest of the show where we depress you further and mock your values. You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to visit the Cognitive Dissonance website, dissonancepod.com. Be sure to like the show on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. The Twitter handle is at dissonancepod. 
Thanks to everyone who shares our podcast through Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. We'd also like to thank the people who have rated us and subscribed on iTunes and Podfeed, or promoted the show through message boards like Reddit. Your help is fucking greatly appreciated. We would be remiss at this point, Cecil, if we didn't discuss Halloween. Halloween, at this point that the show is aired, has come and gone. This is a, uh, a holiday that I know that my wife looks forward to all year long. She, she adores Halloween. Um, but it is a holiday not without some controversy. Right. Um, and I think we need to talk about some of the controversy and mock it. So I want to explode a couple of the basic myths. Um, one of the myths, and I've got a little guy, he'll be doing some trick-or-treating uh, for Halloween. And uh, I will not be x-raying his fucking candy. Do you remember that, Cecil? I do. I remember my mom. When I was a kid, when I would get home, she would look through every single piece of candy, separate out the Almond Joys, and look for all the little pieces and look to see if there was needle holes or little imperfections. And everything went in the garbage that had a little imperfection. And then she took all my Almond Joys. Like that's what that's what I I came home. She would separate the almond joys. She'd take all the almond joys, and that was that was my Halloween. I will admit, I am going to do that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to admit, but you're going to take because, all the almond joys. Yeah, I'm going to take the Snickers because that's because right. I'm fat, right? Sure. Right. Not because yeah. I'm worried about yeah. you know my my little guy getting you know uh, a, a razor blade in his zagnut. You know, yes. it's not going <laughs> to happen. Zagnut. They don't even make Zagna. <laughs> I just watched Beetlejuice the other day. So that's I like an old. That's like an old person's candy bar, Tom. You're too young to like Zagna. Um, what I what I what I guess I wonder is you know there's all like there's a big long list of these and we'll post this list on our on our website. They're talking about you know like if there's like a rise in like child molestation that day and all that stuff and that's a myth too and it's like of course it is you know like of course it is because. Lots of times, there's a ton of adults around. Their parents are out in droves. It's the worst time. It's like the worst to day commit to commit a crime. That. Yeah, and like, and like again, you know, it doesn't take a fucking CSI expert to find that somebody put a like a needle in a fucking Three Musketeers. You know what I mean? Like, it's like somebody's gonna find that and find. You know, because you're not just going to do one. I mean, let's be honest. If you're going to put a needle in Musketeers, you're buying a pack of needles. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> Right. There's no there's no uh, razor blades in your apples. Nobody gives out apples anyway. I know. You want your fucking house egged. Didn't you hate the person who gave out pennies too? Like you cocksucker. You couldn't buy me a fucking candy bar. (laughs) Enjoy an egg at your house. Do you know what else I hated? Are the assholes who gave you coupons for things like oh this is good for a frosty at Wendy's. Be like I'm fucking nine. How am I gonna get to Wendy's? Are you, you have to like hitchhike? Me? Like I'll get molested at hitchhiking then, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is good for delayed gratification. That's not what Halloween's about, <laughs> no motherfucker. Kidding. Learn the fucking holiday, motherfucker. Halloween I, is about I, gross, yeah. bloated American excess. And and you know just as well as I did that you went back to the house that had the full size candy bars. Oh. Like every kid, it's like I'm be, uh, you know I'm going there and I see it's not the fucking fun size fucking Reese's cups. It's two full Reese's cups with one visit, motherfucker. I just visited you four times. Right, you're like shedding <laughs> costumes. Like I would like trade a snake costumes with people. I'd be like, time to switch masks, bitches. Like fucking, we're getting more Reese's cups. I, well, I got to also talk about a, a, another, you know, 
protest. You'll hear I, I, I know some people. I know you know some people too, probably that that don't celebrate Halloween. You know, right. they think it's, it's a, evil. It's a devil's holiday. It's a devil's holiday. Um, it's actually, it's actually, if you if you really look up the 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 idea of it, at least as far as I can I, as I know, it's it's actually to scare away the demons. It's right. to scare away the bad spirits, not to. Right, it is a pagan holiday, yeah. but let's be right. honest. So is Christmas. Yeah, right. And so, you co-opted the fuck out of that. So. <laughs> and now they're trying to do that, but with with Jesus Ween. But yeah, Jesus Ween. I have right. to. I have to go off on a little bit of a tangent here and say I love the idea that these nut jobs have that there are satanic cults going around, you know, eating kids or you know, burning black cats or whatever they say. This sure, whatever cults they're do. doing. Look. Satanic cults are an impossibility. They cannot exist, right? You and I, Cecil, could not be Satanists because we don't believe in Satan. Right. In order to be a Satanist, you have to believe in Satan. But you only get to Satan by believing in the Bible. (laughs) Right? Because nobody else has a Satan. You have to, and there's no holy book for your supposed religion. Right, right. So... You well, can, the kind of is that the, Aleister Crowley wrote a satanic Bible. But that's nonsense. You know, like that's and that, no, no thinking <laughs> I love person. I pass that off. Well, but Come on, it's, maybe it's not nonsense. Have you read it? What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, it's right. It's fucking nonsense. No. I admit it, it's nonsense. The, you know, the Necronomicon. What about that? <laughs> don't make me come over there, motherfucker. <laughs> I love the I love it. Well, I got I remember when I was a kid, um, a buddy of mine scared the hell out of us by reading out of the Necronomicon because it's all gibberish, right? It's all just jib jab yeah. garbage fucking nonsense words. And but it's scary sounding, right? Yeah, it is super and, I had one too. I thought it was awesome. And it's and it's super terrifying when you're a kid and somebody's reading out of it aloud and you keep thinking you're like because you're a stupid child at least i well, i was a stupid adult too but i was also a stupid child <laughs> and and i remember thinking like oh my god he's gonna fucking like open a hole into hell suddenly it's the gate the you know what i mean like i'm gonna be like here comes here comes some demon um but you know when you get older and you realize the necronomicon was written by hp lovecraft and he's just the whole time going <laughs> no, <laughs> right, right. It's almost like L. Ron Hubbard wrote the fucking thing. Yeah, right? exactly, <laughs> like exactly. Joseph Smith. Yeah, it's fucking nonsense. I, this idea though of Satanism cracks me the fuck up. It's like it, you have to so delude yourself in order to get to the idea of Satanism because you, to be a Satanist, you'd have to be like, well, well, I believe in the Bible, right? Because that's the only place that Satan appears. So I have to believe that 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 the Bible is real and that. There's a good force and a bad force, and that all of these things are true. And then the only information I have about Satan is like, you know, that he occasionally offers somebody something to eat and fucks with Job. Like, you really don't get a lot of direct sort of information about him. So, like, parsing together your religious tenets would be very difficult. And to do that, you would have to use the opposing fucking book. Seems counterintuitive. And, and you would have to say, like, okay, I believe in the Bible, but I'm still gonna pick the guy who sends me to hell. Right. You'd have to you'd like, have to be a small subsect of people that believe in the Bible but are also sociopaths. 
But, right. It doesn't. It just doesn't make any. It's not even in your fucking best interests. Right. 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 You'd be like, well, I'm a Satanist. Really? What's in it for you? I actually don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Probably a it's, lot of pain. It's you very know, because confusing, if I believe in it, actually, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going to hell, and hell not, doesn't sound like a fun right. place. Even if I'm, even if I'm the guy who's doing all the bad stuff to other people, it doesn't sound like a fun place. And it's funny because you know, like, there's all these lunatics who believe in this idea of the Satanic cult because it's so fucking sexy to them, you know? Right. Well, and because it's it's. it's because it's fucking World of Warcraft and they need a horde. Right. They need a horde to go up against. Right. And there's no satanic cults that have ever been found. Right. Satanic cults aren't fucking real. They've never been real. They don't make any fucking sense. They're theologically impossible. <laughs> and and, and th- these people are like, well, we can't do Halloween because that's the devil's holiday. Really? <laughs> really? Break out your Bible and show me Halloween in it. I've heard, yeah. too, that it's the devil's birthday. Oh. Well, it's his birthday? Sure. I'm going to make him a fucking cake out of Snickers bars that I, I know, steal from my it's the, kid. It's, a, it's an easy commodity to come by on Halloween. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, we speak that. So Jesus Ween is the new response. It's the kinder, gentler response to Halloween. Jesus Ween is a day where uh, religiously uptight dimwits who want their house egged. <laughs> um, <laughs> who, who hate everyone. Dress, who hate candy right. and fun. And <laughs> like, they, you know, my kid dressing is going to be a Ghostbuster. Oh, that is awesome. Does he have a little ecto He's got thing? the fucking proto-pack and Are everything in the gun. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty awesome costume. Fuck! So, uh, he, he's going to go around. He's going to be like, I would like a candy food. And people are going to be like, here is a candy food. <laughs> then he's going to throw up later. That is, sure. that he's is our eat fucking until he plan. Vomits. Yeah. Right? Right. Right. But they can't get behind that, Cecil. No. They don't like throw up. That's, Jesus like Wing. Clean it up. Yeah. Jesus Wing is, is I, I really like your idea. Um, you said it earlier that they co-opted Christmas. I, you know, co-opt fucking Halloween, but don't turn it into, you know, because they kept the fucking tree. Right. You know what I mean? Like they, they kept, kept the, the fucking pagan stuff. tree. <laughs> they kept the fucking gifts. They kept, keep Jesus, you know, if you're going to make it Jesus wing, great, but keep all the costumes and keep all the candy. And it's the same fucking holiday. You just co-opted So what it. they're doing is they're dressing in white to symbolize righteousness. Oh, God. Way to be a little arrogant fuck. No kidding, right? I'm dressing in white to symbolize judging you. (laughs) Judging you. (laughs) They're like walk around with sticks just hitting people. And like all I'm thinking when I'm reading this is like, really? Because my kid's dressing up as a fucking Ghostbuster. He is winning, dude. He's going to ecto-gun your shit. He's got to wear a white shirt. He's going to ecto-gun those guys so bad. <laughs> like everybody else, what a fucking bland and dull life you're giving your oh, fucking I know. kids, right? I know. Well, you here's your, your white children. shirt, Jimmy. Hand out some yeah. Bible passages. But I would oh, rather dress up as Pac-Man and run around and get candy. <laughs> nope. Fuck you. Here's Sorry. a white shirt, dummy. No Pac-Man for you. Right. I don't, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it I would like to be a very innocuous costume. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's not. And the thing is, is like, like. Uh, most of the costumes that are out there now. When I was a kid, it was different. It was Halloween was more about the fright. I think when I was a kid, and there was a lot more costumes that had to do with 
Um, and this, this, it started to change a lot since then, but it was more costumes that were like the werewolf and like, yeah. you know, like you're a scary monster, you're a monster, you're a monster. But I remember even like when I was like in fourth and fifth grade, I remember like I was a Spartan one year, like, because, you know, it started to change where it's like, well, you can be whatever you want. And so it's not about evil. It's about, fuck, I'd like to be a princess. I mean, how many girls go as princesses? Yeah, How right. evil is a princess? Wait, it's, it's, it's a day of national dress-up and candy. It's a fantasy day. And it's like, why shouldn't you have a fantasy day? And how many, I mean, how many costumes are so fucking innocuous? Like, you wouldn't want somebody dressing up as like, a, you know, I don't know, as about, who, like as a as an executive or whatever, like a little kid as an executive. I remember as a cowboy one year. Like how fucking evil is a cow? Well, okay, let me take that back. Um, <laughs> Depends on if we elect them. <laughs> <you know. laughs> turns out quite evil. <laughs> Pretty bad. It turns out. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I caught myself there. But no, like there's all these like there's all these like little costumes that you dress up as. Like I was Yosemite Sam one year. That's when I was fucking a kid. terrifying. And it's like, okay, well, you somebody Sam, like, what's the worst thing he says is like concern it. Like, right. I mean, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't understand like this pushback to Halloween because it's not the evil holiday it used to be. Like it used to be, I think, a lot more about terror. And now it's not. Yeah, but even then it was like it was the titillating fun terror because you still like if you were the dressed as the werewolf, you also had a bag of candy. You right. cannot be scary. With Zagnut. It can't be done. Like, it's, <laughs> you can't. You, you ever have a Zagnut? <laughs> I've never had this. I don't even know what a Zagnut is. <laughs> I just love saying that word. It's such a great word. I know. Word. It's a great word. It's a comic word. It's a good this word. This guy says Halloween is not consistent with the Christian faith. I don't. Why? Why not? Yeah. Why? why? It's, well, they're both made up. Right. So. <laughs> <They're> both <laughs> co opted yeah. pagan traditions. They're both set up on mythology. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. But. Whatever, Jesus Ween, um, that's a phenomenal way to have your house pranked. Jesus Ween, yeah, it totally Prepare is. Prepare for yeah. the tricks, enjoy stupid. Toilet. I hope you enjoy toilet paper on all the things. <laughs> I'm sure you're aware of the fact that there are these protests going on down around Wall Street, right. Occupy Wall Street. Uh, they've spread to some other cities right. in the country. What do you make of that? What do they make of it? What do they want? Well, they... Th I don't know what they want, but I think they think that the banks have given them a raw deal over the last few years. I don't have facts to back this up. Well, see, so we would be remiss if we didn't mention I Occupy. I knew you were going to say that we would be remiss, Tom. I don't know how I knew that, but I knew you were going to say that we would be remiss. Because I only have three or four things that I consistently <laughs> say. <laughs> only introduce stories in certain ways. I'm, and this I'm is one repetitive of and dim-witted. This, this is one of them. <laughs> this is... I'm not teasing you so much as just noticing that you were going to say Look, that. Look, there are problems when I host, okay? <laughs> this is... I should not be the guy out front. Are you kidding? Oh, you're so good at it, though. Uh, Occupy Oakland protests did not go very well. No. <laughs> to the tune of a flashbang to the face. Um, a former Marine decided uh, to attend Occupy Oakland, and uh, the police got a little little crazy in breaking up <clears throat> the protest. Now, the, the, the issue at hand at the time was that uh, a certain area was, de was deemed to be dirty, and they were moving the protesters out uh, ostensibly to clean the area um, because the people assembling, as was their constitutional right, evidently made a mess of things. Um, so the police decided to dress in crazy paramilitary gear and shoot fucking rubber bullets, <laughs> rubber bullets yeah. at people's heads. <laughs> yeah. 
And, you know, evidently they, they wanted to wash it down, but they decided instead of using water to use protesters' blood. They figured, hey, you know, if we're going to wash it down, a liquid is a liquid, you know? It doesn't matter, right? So, um, so they shot a guy in the face with a tear gas. Uh, and those things, those things are damaging when you shoot them into a, you know, into a, into a group. And they caused head trauma. Well, the guy falls down. And some people see him fall down. So they, a bunch of people turn back. I mean, in the face of tear gas, kudos to them because right. tear gas is something that makes you want to run away. The protesters turn, run into the tear gas-filled area to try to carry this, this young man who has been badly injured to the facial face. And they say, oh, you know what? We're gonna one of the one of the one of these jackasses, these fucking douchebags with a gun. And let me let me be honest here. I'm not gonna say that all cops are bad and that all cops are jerks. And I'm not one of those guys that are gonna jump on it. But this particular guy is a giant douchebag with a gun, and he chucks a fucking flashbang right in the middle of all these people. You can't be a bigger douchebag than that guy. This is a terrible way to treat people expressing their constitutional right. To free speech and the right to assemble. To um, I, I understand, I do. I understand that at some point a large group of people are going to make a mess and the things may become unsanitary. Genuinely. Genuinely. Cities do have some responsibility and concerns in that. The the response should never be a fucking paramilitary response. You know, the the, the guy who got shot with the less than lethal le- less than lethal weapon, um, he has a fractured skullet. Yeah, it turns out that it's, you know, nearly lethal. It's, it, it's extremely less yeah. than lethal in that it is nearly fucking lethal. Yeah. And then, you know, when people rush to the aid of somebody who has fallen, that, that, that's you don't need to flashbang those guys. You know, and they initially said that, oh, it was the protesters, you know, throwing M80s. At the police. But it, you can see in the video very clearly. That, oh, very clear. It's clear. It's clear as day. Old boy just chucks it. Yeah. You know, and it, why did they even go out armed with those things? The protests have been peaceful. I watched, Tom, I watched 10 straight minutes of that footage. And what I saw was um, a bunch of people looking those cops in the face and saying, look, you should be on this side with us. They're cutting your pay. They're cutting your pension. They're cutting all this stuff. You guys are one one budget cut away. From being on this side of the fucking barricade. And at one point, a woman puts her hand on a barricade, and this cop snaps his baton down and whacks the barricade where her hand was. She barely moves her hand out of the way, nearly losing a finger. And the cop's like, Do not touch the barricade. And you're like, Are you fucking serious, dude? It's a fucking, like a, a 95 pound girl. What is she gonna do to that barricade? What could she possibly do to that barricade that would cause you to flip your shit like that? The only reason that some people – and I'm not – again, I'm going to stress. I'm not talking about all police officers. I actually have a lot of respect for a lot of police officers. They do a shitty job. They don't get paid a lot of money, and they're in harm's way all the time. They're not technically protecting us, 
because I don't think that police officers are out there to protect people. I think police officers are out there to arrest people. <laughs> That's a different ideological story. But I still think they have a shitty job, and I still think that they do, you know, they do work that a lot of people wouldn't do. But people like this, there's some people that get into that profession, Tom, and you know it just as well as I. They get in it just to bully fucking people around, and they love this shit. Yeah, I, I, there's there's really no excuse for the way these guys were treated at all. These were peaceful protests. These were not riots. You know, right. if, if, if these protests had devolved into riots and looting and violence, um, okay, you know, <clears throat> genuinely, force has to be used at that point. Sure. At a certain point, you've got to do something. That was never the case here. It just was not the case. You know, you, police should not be able to use force like this to ensure compliance. Force should be the last thing that's used. Unfortunately, I feel like we've gotten to the point where um, many police feel that they can use less than lethal means like tasers and rubber bullets and tear gas to to gain compliance. Um, Compliance is not the same thing as a threat. Right. And if somebody is not presenting a threat, then... You, you really can't use force to ensure compliance. You can't. You should not be able to, at least. I mean, clearly you fucking can. Yeah, clearly you can. So I'm wrong when I say you can't. But um, that's not a that's a that's that's not a, a police uh, response that's reasonable or rational or, or socially desirable. Um, to to whack somebody in the hand or nearly whack somebody in the hand because they touch a wooden barricade, you know, that's insane. That's an insane response. To shoot tear gas at people because they haven't dispersed quickly, that's insane. That's not reasonable. That's not rational. To fire less than lethal rounds into the crowd and hit somebody in the skull, somebody who fought for this country in the fucking Marines. I know. I know. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't get get the, uh, the, the backlash that these protests are receiving. Um, They're peaceful for the most part. They're... You know, they're perfectly legal and they are receiving a lot of backlash. And, you know, God, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, Tom. But really, these these protests, more than anything else, feel like they're being, you know, this feels more like uh, evidence of, you know, air quotes, the man than anything I've ever seen. Right. 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 There's a funny I have to admit, there's a funny comment on here. It says. I feel like I should provide a little context. What's going on here with these protests is pretty tame compared to what happens on most weekends during football season. Raiders win. Cop car gets set on fire. Raiders lose. Cop car gets set on fire. There were no cop cars set on fire here. Yeah. And, and, you know, like when a a team like the Vancouver Canucks either wins or loses, I don't know which one it was um, that they did, but they did, like, the the hockey team for Vancouver did something. Won or won or lost this last year. And they went, they flipped their shit up there. They went crazy. They were flipping cars over, they were beating on cars, they were fucking dumping, they are looting, they are going nuts. And that doesn't receive the kind of attention that these protests have. So th- it, it, there's something going on here. There has and, to be. Where's yeah. Where were these guys at when the tea parties show up? Yeah. You know, I think what they don't like is these guys just won't leave. Yeah. I think that's what they don't like is it's like, well, I just want you to go away. And as long as they don't, the issue stays alive. Right. Right. There are some problems we have in Wall Street. 
But the thing is for, for young people to sit out there and say that we hate capitalism, we hate corporate America, you know, that's kind of like what helped us get to where we are in 235 years. And if we don't believe that uh, the free market is going to be a successful means by which we can pull ourselves out of this recession, then the United States of America, that which uh, really is the essence of who we are and our exceptionalism is going to be lost. See, so we've got to talk about a uh, Rolling Stone article. Um, I've been really impressed recently with several of the articles that I've read from Rolling Stone, this one in particular. Um, this is an article um, called Wall Street Isn't Winning, It's Cheating. Um, it's by Matt Taibbi. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and this is actually a hell of an article. It's a great read. You can find it on their website. We'll post a link to it. Um, and what they're suggesting is that, you know, you know the, the Occupy uh, movement has gotten a lot of criticism. And I've, I've certainly uh, chatted with people who've, who've said these things. And they basically try to boil down um, all of these protesters into you're just jealous. Right. It's all about envy. And this article, Cecil, I think is a terrific response to that. Yeah, I think he lays it out. There's a there's a clip embedded in this article, a CNN clip that I think is wonderful. Um, Taibbi comes across as one of these guys that really knows his shit and does not is not setting up some sort of partisan. I mean, he even calls out the Democrats and says they're the worst thing that could happen at this point. You know, like he's he's in this in this little clip. He's saying, you know, like he's like, well, is it just the Democrats? You know, is this is this like the Tea Party is an extension? The Tea Party protests are an extension of the Republican Party and the Tea Party. Are these Occupy uh, Wall Street? Are they an extension of the Democratic Party? He's like, no, the Democratic Party has fucked these people six ways from Sunday. And yep. he's like, he's like, of course it's not. He's like, the Democrats have ruined everything, and they've ruined everything consistently. They're no better than the Republicans. And I love the fact that he's kind of straight middle of the road. The, no, nobody's really worthwhile. Um, him and dumbass would get along great, I guess. Um, <laughs> but but you know, he tells it like it is, and I think that you know, like there's a great part of the article um, where he talks about. Um, he talks about specifically, you know, how everybody in our country for a longest time has always had the utmost respect for the rich, even during like the worst times to be, you know, even middle class in this country. We're talking about the Reagan era, you know, when it was like really, it was like, you know, felt like war on the middle class and poverty. People still respected, you know, the wealthy and the ultra wealthy. And what I think the best part about this article is that he talks about sort of the, um, you know, in one hand, Everybody wants to talk about how, you know, you bought too much house and you and you lost out because of it. And everybody wants to turn it into that. But it's not about that. I'm going to read directly from the article here. He says, when was the last time the government stepped in to help you avoid losses you might otherwise suffer? But that's the reality we live in. When Joe Homer, homeowner bought too much house, essentially betting that home prices would go up and losing his bet when they dropped, he was irris- he was an irresponsible putz. Who, who shouldn't whine about being put out on the street. But when banks bet billions on a firm like AIG that was heavily invested in mortgages, they were making the same bet that Joe Homeowner made, leaving themselves hugely exposed to the sudden drop in home prices. But instead of being asked to suck it up and cope, when they failed, the banks instead went straight to Washington for a bailout and they fucking got it. And, you know, like, like that's exactly what everybody's fucking pissed off about. And read this article and it's like, you know, I went through and tried to highlight parts of it and I, I just kept on fucking highlighting paragraph after paragraph 
paragraph I know. paragraph. It's a terrific because article. He, every paragraph has this, you know, another punch where you're just like, holy shit. And he puts it all together. He connects the dots to this whole crisis with what Wall Street did. And he is, I mean, he's genius for it. I think this guy is wonderful. I'd buy this guy an unlimited number of beers if I ever met him. <laughs> It really, it really is a terrific article, and it, I, I agree with you. I think it sums up a lot of the reason, um, in very specific terms, that people are are pissed off. I think people have a right to be pissed off. I again would just, I would just urge people from from both sides of the aisle. You know, the Tea Party people have so much in common with these guys. Right. They have so much in common. You know, if if we can put the partisanship aside and take a look and say, hey, we're all pissed off. <laughs> Let's all be pissed off together instead of shooting fucking rubber bullets at them. You're all sick! Oh, be nice! Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance! The whole world's gone gay! Oh my god, what's happening now? We work hard, we play hard. Tom, I don't even get I don't even understand what's happening with this next article. I love this next article. I don't even I do not understand. I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the title of this next article because they can't improve upon it. You should just read the entire article. It's, it's sure, I think it'll give it help. Yeah. Christian yeah. radio host warns that lesbian nurses can make kids gay. God, this is so hot. Radio host She's Linda Harvey of Michigan. Isn't she? She looks so gay, she by the way. Is not a sexy <laughs> lesbian nurse at all. Yeah. I was I was thinking this was going to be so hot. No, this is not this is not that story. Radio host Linda Harvey of Mission America went on an anti-gay rant during her Christian radio show yesterday, warning parents to keep their children away from LGBT healthcare professionals. Her implication was that exposing young kids to LGBT people in a medical setting could turn them gay. I like the medical <clears throat> setting. It's the setting. It's really the it's setting. The, like it really if, is. If they're your barista, it's all good. <laughs> Like if they make if they're selling you hardware, right? It's cool. Like if you're like yeah. I'd like a, a grande pumpkin spice latte, you know, and then they're like, well, if you I'm could super, help me pick this gay, paint color like, out, sir, then don't could you help me pick? <laughs> you're not gonna be gay then. Foam on it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey acknowledged that LGBT healthcare professionals can be certainly competent workers. That's magnanimous. Sure, of course. Yeah, but she nice expressed concerns <laughs> that, quote, their involvement with your child during a hospital, sh- hospital stay is sure to be an influence. They are tacking onto their workplace identity, one that is highly offensive to many people, just you, dummy, <laughs> and can be erroneously influential to children who won't or shouldn't see the picture of how this behavior really manifests itself. It really manifests itself by showing you that gay people can be fucking successful in their careers. <laughs> gay people can exist. <clears throat> you know, I think she's right, though, because when I was a young person, I met a doctor with a beard, and I have a beard now. <laughs> Tom, do you have a beard? I do, and I had a doctor with a beard, too. <laughs> you know, she's right. There's a lot of similarities between the doctors that I've met. Most of them have worn shoes. Sure. I also wear shoes. This there's something here. <laughs> I think she might there's, be honest. You know, they had a lifestyle where they ate food to survive. <laughs> I may have taken they that to levels they weren't like comfortable proteins with. Proteins and carbohydrates <laughs> to to process within their body. I think the next paragraph is the best. 
Let's say your 11-year-old has broken her leg rather badly. Can't <laughs> rather she, badly. Can't she just have broken her leg a little bit? No. She broke, she broke her, her leg rather goodly. <laughs> and needs to be in the hospital a few days. Which would you prefer? A nurse who's proud of her lesbianism, who has rainbow identifiers on her work clothing, or a nurse who does not, Harvey asked listeners. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of rainbows in the fucking children's section of a hospital. Right. That's all I'm saying. Kid would be like, and they're not why all is that gay. Nurse wearing a rainbow because she's gay. How's your leg feeling? Right. Fucking <laughs> problem solved. Well, if right. I'm gay, can I also gay. be a nurse? Sure. Can I also be gay? No. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, because how does this work? Right. Like, if I'm gay, can I be a nurse? Yes. But. The 11-year-old is not going to be like, I'm a nurse. Can I also be gay? <laughs> right? That doesn't work because you're fucking not already right. a nurse. Right. But, because you also are fucking completely uncognizant of your own sexuality at night. Exactly. You're just going to be like, oh, man. Remember that time I broke my leg and then I became yeah. gay? Yeah. <laughs> That's not your... Le- and it's not, like, it's not like you're 11-year-old. Like, the lesbian's going to be, like, helping her change her tampon or something. Right. You know? Like, well, then there was this sexy lesbian nurse. Yeah. It doesn't... <laughs> That's This woman watches too many movies. Harvey indicated that it was okay to allow openly gay or lesbian doctors and nurses to treat children under emergency circumstances. He's got this fork in his neck. Okay, let the gay at him. <laughs> that wound is fabulous. No way. Get out of here. <laughs> but otherwise, she advised parents to write a letter that you file with your pediatrician that should your child ever be hospitalized, you not, you do not want your child to be treated or cared for by an out gay person. It's okay if they're closeted. Yeah, if they're closeted and like, especially like if they hate themselves a little. Sure, sure, that's good. Like if they're filled with a deep sense of personal self-loathing like from maybe woman. listening to this yeah, big. No, like this woman is probably. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking goddamn ridiculous. Lesbian nurses do not make kids gay. I will say I was into lesbian nurses when I was a kid. I will admit this, but I was I was a little older at the time. If, <laughs> I would have killed to have a lesbian nurse at fifteen. Let I'll me tell, tell you this you. much: I'd have killed to have two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I'm immature. Oh, that's awesome. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this is a... I can't even believe this thing. (laughs) This article comes from Talking Points Memo. Um, It refers to a board game re-released with Obozo the Marxist Clown. It's it's basically a picture of... Obama's face on a clown like it's so poorly photoshopped it's bad it's so bad it's like it's like it was done in paint you know like it, this is all right like MS paint like some dude had it's, it's terrible. terrible so it's a it's a it's an anti-welfare anti-welfare game um, called Obozo's America and uh, instead of passing go you collect welfare benefits when you pass first of the month Cecil did you look at the image of this game board I know it's so complicated. I can't imagine these people. I I can't imagine that these people could actually play this game. This game is for everybody to sit around a table, look at it, and be like, "Look at this square. (laughs) Those poor people sure are funny." Right? Exactly. Exactly. And then you just like you just land on like some of the squares because this game is more complicated than assembling a model rocket. This thing is truly 
a, a this this is a crazy game. It's totally totally crazy, and like you land on things that just say burden. <laughs> yeah, um, this is an incredibly offensive game. Um, there's there's spaces called have an out of wedlock child, buy five cases of wine, pay a hundred dollars. First of all, five cases of wine for a hundred bucks, really. Cases of wine. How much is in a case of wine? What is a I, case I, of wine? What does that even mean? Um, get. When was the last time, Tom, you purchased a case I, of I, wine? I've never. I don't buy it by the when fucking the last time case. You heard I drink of a, a bottle of wine. Right. Who is who is it that purchases cases of wine other than like fucking sommeliers? <laughs> like, are you serious? Like this is this is a fucking ridiculously offensive game. Psychiatric disability. Collect five hundred dollars. Escape, change your name, go back on welfare, sell drugs to inmates, get off on a technicality, Uh, sell TV rights to your crime, social worker rehabilitates you. Right. And this what this is, Tom, uh, is this this is this is another example of people, one, believing the myth that it's fucking super awesome to be on welfare Two, people that hate um, anyone in this country that is poor. At has you know some sort of level of, of poverty and also hating minorities like this is what all three of these things come together in just a beautiful little fucking rump roast to right. hate that is on this fucking board it's like it's just uh, it, you you look at it and you're like the person who wrote this they're such a scumbag that I wouldn't fucking piss in their ear if their brain was on fire <laughs> It's really a truly hateful game, and it's so hard to follow. <laughs> I know. Like, I can't believe the person who put this together could actually play it or figure out that it's, it's a game. This does not sound fun. Let's put it that way. If you're having fun while you're playing this game, you're doing fun wrong. And speaking of board games, you were talking about a Ouija board this weekend. I, I, have, to, I have to tell a little bit of a, 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 a funny personal story. So we had a little bit of a Halloween party. Cecil, you weren't there. Um I wasn't. I wasn't invited. Well, so. I mean, there's good reason. But your wife was there, <laughs> thankfully. So I know because people like her. So, <laughs> and uh, a Ouija board was busted out. Um, sure. And it, it occurred to me as I mocked the Ouija. I actually got. I actually got told twice to go away when people were playing Ouija. <laughs> you are such a fucking buzz because kill. I was just you got told mocking twice. it so mercilessly and like I had to well, like they, they wanted were. me to play it and I kept asking like ridiculous questions and they're like that doesn't like you I'm like it's not there it doesn't matter that's because it no it doesn't like anyone because it doesn't right. exist um, at one point I had took a, like a Nerf gun and I just started shooting the planchette I'm like oh it's moving you know but that was the closest <laughs> it got to ever actually going anywhere it, right. it occurs to me that you have to be really a special kind of nuts to believe that a cardboard uh, plate with a little piece of plastic on it marketed by fucking Hasbro <laughs> by Hasbro <laughs> is the method to communicate with the dead. I, I would rather communicate with the dead with other board games. There are so many yeah. more oh, fun yeah. board games <laughs> to communicate with the dead. If you want to communicate with like your old Navy buddy, Battleship. <laughs> Grandpa's surgery didn't work. Operation. <laughs> Rich dad uncle. Monopoly. Right. Right. <laughs> Racist uncle. Obozo America. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I, I I would believe it more if like you set up Mousetrap, which is only gets set up once. It's the first time yeah. you get that game. <laughs> first time you play it, and then you're like, fuck this game in the go. It takes like four hours to set it up, right? Right. And like you set up Mousetrap, and like you walk away from it, it just it just goes off on its own. <laughs> like, oh, it's the ghost of that mouse from the Mousetrap. Paranormal Activity Four. Mousetrap. <laughs> mousetrap. <laughs> Or, like, you reach into the Scrabble and, like, it pulls out whole words at a time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Fucking board games are not the way to talk to the dead. Yeah, I don't want to be the guy that they have to communicate using Hungry Hungry Hippos, though. <laughs> I really... That's the one. That's the one I want to stay away I'm from. Already I'm cool with guy. Trivia Pursuit. I'm cool with Trivia Pursuit, though. So we, we're going to start here. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that was on the blog, and we're going to talk about some of the comments that were on the blog. When I read Dumbass's comment here, Tom, um, I just don't – I again, I don't agree with the level at which Dumbass is choosing a leader. Like he's kind of comparing it to choosing a mate, and I don't know that I – I mean there's nobody. There's nobody that I've ever voted for that I ever really agreed with 100 percent or even – I would even say goes go as far as like 60 percent of what they've said. But – it's at least to the point where I think, you know, this person isn't going to damage the country as much. And, and, I, and I, I just I think we're just going to fundamentally disagree on how we decide whether or not, you know, you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to educate myself on the process. And when I do, I'm going to go to the ballot box and I'm going to say, OK, this is the guy I want in there. Not because, you know, he's a great guy, but because this is the choices I've been given. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. You know, it's, it's like... Um he, he he's basically saying like there isn't anybody who's a hundred percent there, like there's not there's not that person who adequately represents um, all of his views and and the qualities that you think should be in a leader. And and I understand that. I understand that from a sense of man, am I dissatisfied with what I have to choose from? But it doesn't mean I'm not going to make the choice. Um, I think you still have to make some choices. I think you still have to say like I. You know, I, I can't allow certain people to have a stronger voice than they already have. You know, I believe in incremental change over time um, in politics and in evolution. And yeah. y- y- you're not going to get better candidates um, if you don't if you make no steps, if you make no overtures in the right direction, if you don't even choose a direction when presented with two shitty paths. You know, it's like there's a, there's like there's a fork in the road. And you're like, well, fuck, over here it's boiling tar, and over here it's boiling water. Well, I'll take the boiling water, right? right? And I'll hope that the temperature changes, but the water's always better than the tar. Yes, either path kind of blows goats. I get it. I do. Um, there's also some discussion on our board about uh, anonymous. I think I think most people actually are on, on our side, that, that the anonymous folks, they may be doing good work. Um, but it's it's not necessarily work that they have any business doing, and they're not going about it in a way that's um, responsible. This vigilantism. Um, there was some discussion about whether or not this actually was vigilantism. Um, I think if it's not vigilantism in definition, it is at least vigilantism in tone and character. Yeah. Um, yeah. So per- perhaps I was mistaken in the direct use of the term, but. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, also, Batman's a vigilante, and sometimes he just ties people up. It's true. You know what I mean? So sometimes he just uses his batarang to tie people <laughs> up. So if that's the case, then this is really what they're doing. 
You know what I mean? Like, in essence, that's what they're doing. They are tying these people up and leaving a note for the police. I mean, in really, in essence, that's what they they're are. doing. Right. So it's it's very close. It's 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 riding a thin line of vigilantism. Maybe not, as you say, Kev, uh, literal vigilantism, but I think it's close. Um, but a great discussion. And thank you guys for, for commenting. Uh, if you want to leave us comments and you want us to talk about them, leave them on our blog, dissonancepod.com. And one thing, uh, dumbass, you suggest The Drunkard's Walk. Um, I actually have that book. So it's next uh, in, in line. Uh, I'm actually, I should be starting it tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So... Um, I appreciate your suggestion, and uh, it's it's a book that I've had in my queue for a while, and it's the next one up in my reading list. So um, thanks for the suggestion. I'll, I'll let you know what I think of it. Uh, I want to bring people's attention to what could be the best thing the internet has ever produced. Um, <laughs> Zach posted on our website, uh, Herman Cain, a bad lip reading soundbite, BLR soundbite. And there's a bunch of these. It's called Bad Lip Reading. And they just they just basically make up words that look like the person saying it um, through the way that their mouth is moving. And it could be the best thing the Internet's ever done, Tom. It's fucking hilarious. It's it's mean spirited only in the sense that um, it's making fun of a candidate. I don't think it's 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 partisan in any way, though. Um, my, it's, it's just phenomenal. This thing cracked me the fuck up. So me too. we'll, we'll post this on our page. You guys have to check it out. It's a, it's a very funny website. Zach, thank you for sending it to us. Um, we got an email Cecil from, uh, Mike. Mike had tried to send us an email in the past. Um, but rather than getting an email from him, we got page after page of gobbledygook it looked like something michelle right. bachman may have written right right it uh, it just made no sense at all so um this is actually very funny he, he says he enjoys the podcast um he played it for work at somebody for at work for somebody rather um was playing a clip where an invisible man was having sex with this guy's wife for a co-worker who would enjoy it when a female employee walked in my office just when you said she's fucking rubbing one out dude i thought i was going to die uh we love making you guys uh, embarrassed by proxy. So anytime we can humiliate you from afar, that we've really done our job. We will clip, uh, take a link, the link he sent us, The Marriage in America, though, um, and put it on our, on our website. The Marriage in America uh, image is very funny because it shows like places in the country where you can, oh, you can have a gay marriage or there's like two. And the rest of them are like places where you can marry your cousin, places where you can get married at like 11. And it's like, it's the most embarrassing map you've ever seen. It's fucking outstanding though. So great, great find. Thank you very much for sending it. I want to mention uh, quickly a person by the name of Alexandria Riddle posted three comments on our Facebook uh, asking that we mention you. Uh, first off, it looks like your picture is like a 70-year-old person, and it says you're 15. So I think you're a troll, first <laughs> off, uh, Alexandria. Um, but secondly, 15, you're kind of pushing the limit here uh, listening to this show. I don't know that I feel comfortable with all the comments about <laughs> I don't even know what else other stuff we've I, said. Do you even have a when you're 15? Doesn't that... <laughs> <is> that... <laughs> I'm going to take like 15 years just to oh, find God. one. <laughs> oh, please turn off the podcast, Alexandria. Please just turn it off. 
because we're going to jail. Yeah. Is here for it a really reason. is here for a reason. Put it away for three years. Come back when you're 18, um, <laughs> because this has some really serious adult themes in it. Uh, but. I, I don't know how I feel about a 15-year-old listening to our podcast. I think I probably swore like this, though, when I was 15. Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty difficult to uh, shock a 15-year-old at this point. Yeah, you know, I know, with all the 15, felching that like, goes on. You're like 35. <laughs> yeah, right, you know, The right. 15-year-olds now, yeah. they're, you know... I mean, that's why this map exists, so you see what states you can marry them in. Yeah, marry <laughs> You know... We want to thank Alexandria for listening, and thank you, uh, thank you for listening. And please don't tell your parents about us. <laughs> well, Tom, uh, it has uh, been a lot of fun recording on the road. So you should probably hear some weird sounds in the background now with my sound uh, because I recorded from uh, the Double Tree in Berkeley, California. <laughs> Berkeley, but, uh, you hippie. <laughs> Occupy Berkeley, bitches. So uh, so we're going to leave people, as always, Tom, with uh, the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double-bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain-dead pan, sales pitch, late-night info-docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. <laughs> <laughs>